This is Shaco Art Speak. Welcome to another episode of Shaco Art Speak. Yeah. I'm Ryan with Gareth. Mm-hmm. We're hanging out. Yep. We're back. We, we took are. a week off. We're kind of taking a second week off, but we didn't want to leave you with nothing. We are in the throes of the beginning of the semester as college professors. We mm-hmm. have a lot of work to do at this particular point, especially. Yes. And it's very important that we, you know, set things in motion well and are doing our jobs. And so, um, and I'm sure some of you listening are in the exact same boat. Yeah. And some so of you might be on the exact opposite side of that where you're starting school as students. As students. That's right. And so we are, you know, and the rest of you are fortunate enough that you're, Maybe just in your studio and you don't even have to work outside of the work you do in your studio. And if that's you, hats off and kudos and congratulations because that's got to be pretty awesome uh, <clears throat> to, to be able to do that work and, and make a living and so on. So credit to you. Um, so we have some things lined up. We've got a show coming to Shaco Art Space. Mm-hmm. By Detroit-based artist from California, uh, Richard Haley. Yeah, um, that's opening next Friday. We'll be installing and and doing a lot of work to get that going. And so we'll actually have Richard on um, subsequent episode uh, after this one. So mm-hmm. look out for that. I think it's going to be really interesting. We're it's it's going to go into some um, uh, very potentially can go into some unusual terrain, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, just based on the nature of his work. And so um, I'm really looking forward to that conversation. Yeah, and feel free to check out uh, some initial information about it on shockwarspace.com. Yep. It's uh, the current exhibition that uh, is going to be going live next week. So it's it'll be good. There'll be some stuff there you can check out. Yeah, so go ahead and check that out and uh, um, be looking forward to that. Um, we also will have a few other guests lined up and we'll launch into our fall season with with the podcast. Yeah, and, and, and dare we say, we may even maybe bring our current series to an end. Yeah, we only maybe have a couple left on the Rethink series. Yeah. So um, it's only been going since like February. Yeah, Rethink's been going for a bit. We've had yeah. to Rethink a lot, and I don't even know if we got through it all. No. Yeah. No. So we're not going to Rethink anything today. Nope. We're going to do something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so take a listen to this. Brand that's right. You just heard it. Brain debris. We've talked about it in the past. Yes. It's one of my favorite things. Um, it's the best explanation I got for the random thoughts that break into my, the atmosphere of my brain based on pop culture um, digestion, I guess, and <laughs> consumption. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's all the garbage that seeps its way out of the cracks. Yep. It's like the satellite. So I always said it's satellite brain debris is, is the way it felt in my mind. It's like stuff that's satellite, satelliting the, uh, the planet and then it breaks back into the atmosphere burns up and hits the ground and then you're like how did this get here right in um there's a lot of thoughts that do that you know and you're like where did that come from mm-hmm. and so that's what brain debris is about and um so we thought we'd do a brain debris episode mm-hmm. uh, just to kind of introduce you to a little bit of that you've already really been experiencing it because we do it all the time yes but we wanted parcel. to just open with a light one today and talk about <laughs> what, what do you eat in your, what do you eat in your studio Man, uh, well, I, I just have to remind everybody out there. Um, Ryan has called me Doctor Snack Smell for a long time—a very long time now. Um, it's it's the uh, of the countless number. It's one of the great joys of my life. <laughs> I'd say of the countless number of nicknames that come out of his mouth for me, uh, that one has actually stuck it's around. Apt. Yep, and also it's apt. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so uh, I don't know how much I'm outing myself as like a, a child, 
but I like do it. I like very childish snacks. Yep. Like I'm a grown man. I know this. I experience okay. it every day. All right. Um, I'm never gonna turn down a cup of Kool Aid. Okay. Never. 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 And the, even never. while you're making stuff, like optimal. Yeah. Not a problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. Like, I mean, like, unravel. So, the, like, nobody, nobody's ever going to like confuse me with Jackson Pollock. Okay. Right? I'm not like smoking and cussing. Over, yeah. Over over a panel. Dropping cigarettes in your I'm painting. Not, I'm not like eating raw T-bone steaks off the bone barehanded. Okay. Right. I'm not doing that. I'm. You're eating Kool-Aid. gummy bears. I'm eating gummy bears and drinking Kool-Aid, dude. Hundred percent all Wow. I mean, so, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, like, um, I would say, generally, I'm a healthy person. Uh, but specific, he would say that. But specifically, I'm not. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because uh, if you were just like, "Hey, did you know that this thing has sugar in it?" I would say, mm-hmm, with my mouth full of whatever you thought. Yeah. Uh, it, whatever it was. Right. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I've seen it because I love that. Could I tell him what what you what you eat, what you like to do? I mean, You're sure, famous. we we can tell. Yeah, dude, go there because uh, here's the deal. Um, uh, y'all need to not be mean first, uh, but also don't knock it till you try it. Yeah, he told me that. So we may have said this in the past, but I'm going to say it again because it's worth bringing up again for new <laughs> listeners. I was on a trip with Gareth to a conference. Yeah, and we had to stay in an Airbnb together. Mm-hmm. And so we, we did some emergency shopping just to make sure we had some food in there. And Gareth brought a loaf of bread, <laughs> peanut butter, Heck yeah. and Doritos. Yes. And it's the trifecta. It's the tri- yeah. So, so then he proceeds while in the kitchen to peanut butter the bread and then crunch in Doritos. Heck yeah. I and, mean, well, I, that sounds nasty. All right. It sounds like I'm like crunching them up and sprinkling them like bacon bits on a salad. I was not. I was laying them properly on yeah. top, like and you then would it crunched. chips on a And then it crunched when you squeezed it. And then <laughs> yes. it looked like bacon bits on. So it, it landed there anyways. <laughs> so he's eating this, and I, I'm like, this is, he's eating it unironically. He's eating it with so much joy on his face. Heck yes. Yeah. And so I uh, have never experienced anyone. I'm 45. <laughs> I haven't seen. This was a few years ago, so I was like 42. But... <laughs> I don't, I've never met anybody that's done that except for Gareth. And there was no irony in his face. He was enjoying it. He's I'm, passionate about it. I'm a singular person. Yeah. And so um, I re- reluctantly took a bite. And it wasn't as bad as I wanted it to be. <laughs> Dude. Okay. So so here's, here's what this gets fun. Um, first is delicious. So if you're out there going gross, uh, you're wrong. Uh, but second... Um, well, let's see. I, we'll see how long this list goes. It'll be like the rethink series. It's going like, to be like two lists. Like 4,000. It's going to be like two words. <laughs> so second. So it's good. See number one. Uh, second. Um, when I was in middle school or high school, I don't remember which, um, I had a friend named Allison and she would do this. Mm-hmm. She was not like a fan of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but she loved a peanut butter sandwich and she'd bring those little bags of Doritos with her. And so she'd be sitting at lunch, and I, I saw her the first time, like, put some Doritos on a sandwich, take a bite. And I was like, huh. Because I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. I'll, I'll throw chips on other sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with it. Right? <clears throat> I put uh, potato chips on a ham sandwich. Yeah. I mean, let's think about it. Okay? I mean, like, what are, Doritos, what are, what Dur- are nachos? Doritos and peanut butter, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Well, let's not get too far from the point. So, Allison, uh, she was doing this, and I was like, that's, that's interesting. I had the same... I had the same reaction where I was like, that doesn't seem right mm-hmm. because that's cheese and that's peanut butter. And I feel like you're getting into some weird, like uh, Elvis on too many drugs sort of food groups. Yeah. Right. 
So I'm like, I don't know about that. But here's the deal. All right. Um, first of all, we got to like actually get down to some reality <laughs> of the situation. I love how you're like point number two, which is first of all, <laughs> these are let so, me, <laughs> so number three is yeah. all right. Two, two B <laughs> or not. <laughs> first of all, uh, but like, okay. So uh, just, just do the, do a solid for me. Everybody out there, go grab some Doritos. We'll wait, go grab some Doritos, open up a bag and, and forget that they have already uh, preconditioned you by telling you they're nacho cheese. Yeah, and that they've been sitting on the shelf for years. Put it in your mouth, take a bite, and just try to engage your all of your olfactory senses, mm-hmm. all of your taste buds, just everything. And you tell me that tastes like cheese. That doesn't taste like cheese. That's another thing. Yes. Yeah, just like Cheetos. Uh, they don't taste like cheese. It's another <laughs> thing. All right? Yeah. So let's throw out that category of okay. deference to this. The cheese part. Yeah, it's funny. It's, I don't even think of Doritos as cheesy. I just think of them no. as Doritos. Yeah, it, they're they're like their own they're thing. alien food. I mean, it's like if you have something food. like Cookie Crisp, you're like the name says Cookie Crisp, but if I ate a cookie like that in real life, I would spit it out and not have another one. Plus, my nickname in high school was Cookie Crisp. Cookie Crisp. <laughs> cookie Crisp. <laughs> Dude, they're great. Those wonderful uh, commercials with like the the police officer like chasing the dog with a nightstick. Remember yeah. Those? yeah. Anyway, brain debris. So the. Uh, so when you put a Dorito on a peanut butter sandwich, mm-hmm. what you do is you're actually just adding a salty, crunchy thing mm-hmm. onto a smooth peanut butter thing. So what mm-hmm. you're doing is you're actually increasing the beauty of yeah, peanut butter. Yeah, you're offsetting the sweet of the peanut butter if it's, yeah. unless it's natural. Because here's the thing. I taste better with sweet peanut butter than it does with that natural stuff. I guarantee it. Oh, I bet it does, dude. Okay. Because you're right. getting because you haven't explored it without no, the, you're getting all the like lizard brain yeah, frontal cortex skippy. things yeah. where you're just like mm, sugar endorphins yeah. mm, salt endorphins yeah mm. that's my diet sugar and salt 100 percent and endorphins right and that's why I'm not doing well <laughs> so all that you know all those what whichever whatever the points actually were yeah. construed into uh, all that to say like don't act till you try it you True. may hate it but you know what I've met people who don't like pizza True so have you ever toasted your bread doing that? Like, so here's the deal. So you want to talk about how you, let's talk about how uh, the best way to toast bread for a sandwich. Okay. Go for you it. You know, since you asked. Yep. Um, Do so it. I'm a, I'm a sucker for like a good, like hot ham and cheese mm-hmm. sort of thing. <clears throat> you know, uh, give me some fancy, like a croque monsieur or whatever. I don't even know what that means, dude. It's a, it's fancy grilled cheese. Okay. Um, but like you could do a lot of nice things, <clears throat> but here's the best way. <laughs> if you want to just toast some bread for a sandwich. Let's say you're heading in the studio and you're like, I want a sandwich, but I want it to be a little bit more than just that sloppily thrown together thing that mm-hmm. I usually get. Uh, toast one side of the bread. Put it in your oven under the broiler on low for a little bit. Just get a little brown. Put your whatever condiment you use on your sandwich on the toasted side. Mm-hmm. Put the toasted side inside the mm-hmm. sandwich. So what you get is you get the crunch, but you don't have it like cutting up your mouth. Yeah. You get the softness of the outside. You get a nice protective layer mm-hmm. of bread fluff. Okay. And then the inside gives you that crunch. And your bread's not going to get as soggy because the crunchiness is going to keep that condiment from really getting the bread nasty. Oh, oh interesting, dude. Art hack. Art <laughs> hack. That was just an art hack. That was a master class in yeah. toasting bread. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, yeah. all the all the hand movements were there, too. Y'all just didn't get to see them. That's true. Your, yeah, your, your Swedish chef hand movements were pretty good. From the- <laughs> Yeah, well, I think we figure out what you eat uh, when you're in the studio, man. It makes yeah. sense. I mean, cut yeah, and load. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, to be honest, like, uh, yeah, Gatorade. Yeah. Um, 
more than I probably should. Almonds for me, dude. Colored salt water. Dude, like a big old thing of peanuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peanut butter M&M's. Yeah. I love. Dude. Desperately. A peanut M&M's for me. I like the crunch. Yeah, I like the peanut butter ones. <laughs> They're like too. dangerous. Not going to knock them. No. Dude, um, uh, hot dogs. Yeah. Like hot dogs are like easier than a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. We're not healthy though, man. I think I think that's the problem is we, we're- I mean kale heavily, salad. Yeah, we're heavily- I said I've never eaten a kale salad in the studio. No, never. No. I haven't brought salad sandwiches. A lot mm-hmm. of turkey sandwiches and uh, bags of popcorn, things of ramen. Yeah, I feel like ramen. The, dude, just like rocking in your studio eating stuff, you just immediately revert back cheese. to like college freshman living in a yes. dorm. It's weird. Um, fast food. Yeah. Fast Cold food can't get fast things. enough. Nah. <clears throat> Whether, never mind. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so that's about the extent of that conversation. Lots of candy. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, coffee. Coffee, dude. Yeah, um, I've been wrestling with what do I listen to in the studio because I think I'm kind of yeah. hooked on listening to podcasts and talks, but yeah. I'm finding that it's making me less productive. Yeah, and so I'm having to think about what kind of music do I want to listen to now mm-hmm. because I need I need I don't listen to this I don't know I'm not in the same place I was many years ago. So yeah, no, I feel the same way, dude. Because uh, when I think about a podcast, they like I feel like a podcast and the work I'm doing in the studio is engaging the same part of my brain. Yes. And it's like, there's this redundancy that's hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll cut the grass and listen to podcasts. I'll be on the road trip with my family. They're all passed down the car mm-hmm. and I'm listening to a podcast. Um, that's usually a place uh, for those. <clears throat> but sometimes I find it difficult uh, depending on what I'm doing. Like if I'm doing a lot of prep, like, so I'm going through and like breaking down a bunch of wood and doing a bunch of stuff off a cut list and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, I'll listen to a podcast because I'm yep. not really thinking yep. for the most part. But I will tell you, and I texted you and another buddy of ours about this a few weeks ago. Like, I rediscovered Kid A, uh-huh. and I forgot like how perfect of a soundtrack that is for a lot of stuff. Yeah, many. Pa- I've painted many paintings <laughs> in my life to Kid A. Possibly more paintings have been painted in my life to Kid A than any other music mm-hmm. or album or group ever. Dude, the other one I think that really rocks pretty hard uh, is almost anything by Outkast. Mm-hmm. Or I would say even go a little further. <clears throat> um, any hip-hop group who's going to have some like interlude skit things in it. Yeah. Because it, it makes it feel makes it feel less like kind of like disjunct songs yep. and more like a complete piece of something. I, I can agree with that. <laughs> Pete Rock and Seal Smooth always did that, and I love it. Yeah, Aqua Mini. Yeah. Also, I think uh, every now and then I just cycle back around to old school jazz. Dude, that's there. A hundred percent. Yeah. Throw on some jazz. Uh, I'm a Dave Brubeck fan. Yeah. Love his stuff. My dad always loved Dave Brubeck. And there's a song, uh, song take five, like his most popular song he did. Like it, it whenever I hear it, I'm immediately, it's my dad. I yeah. Think about. Cause my dad was, he's a huge jazz head. <clears throat> um, I think the other thing for me is, uh, it's a super weird category, but like minimal, minimalist, modern classical. Mm. Um, so very specific with things like Max Richter, you, got, Hart. you have to send me some of that. I'm not Dude, familiar. It's it's atmospheric and quality. Mm-hmm. In fact, I had a, a a friend of the show and a friend of the gallery. One of our uh, artists in residence, uh, Josh Williams, was at my house one day and we were doing some work, um, sitting at the table, and he just heard it. And there's these like these you know kind of like long tonal interludes. It was like boom, mm-hmm. things build, and he was like, "You work to this?" And I was like, "Yeah, dude. Yeah. I just it zone out because it yep. feels like it's." It's 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 ephemeral. It's yep. atmospheric, and mm-hmm. it and it also like there's like a broodiness to it. At yeah, times. some some weight and some space. Hundred percent. Yeah. So you know when I think about old school jazz, I mean I'm just talking about Kenny G. 
<laughs> oh, like long hair Kenny G? <laughs> or like that joke of a jazzist, short hair Kenny G? I'm not talking about Ken Gilbertson. <laughs> we haven't seen Ken in a while. Well, so, dude. Um, so, you know, his car got jacked. And I think he's been pretty... I don't know. I don't know if he's I'm like, worried about him. I don't know if he's pissed or sad. I think he's both. sad. I mean, I was mad for the dude. I mean, part of it is because I felt really kind of... Not, not responsible. I didn't take the car. Yeah. But I felt bad because he had parked it in front of my house. Yeah, I know. And so, yeah, and we had we had a lot of the ideas going for the, you know, well, and now we're now we're you know it's like how are we gonna we got to get a new car for him, but we also now you know looking at buying a building. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's yeah. a lot of different stuff, right? Um, and it, and it's tough because you know if you're in a place of transition, you got somebody who's had this really like long dream. lifelong dream, I mean, literal that's lifelong fair dream. To say, it's like it's at least my lifetime, you know. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I mean that was his Millennium Falcon, a hundred percent. Yeah, dude, uh, and you know. Um, there's that great line from, uh, the most recent Star Wars trilogy, the first one mm-hmm. where Ray and Finn are running through whatever the place is they're getting shot at. And, uh, she's like, the garbage will do. Yeah. The uh, garbage talking about do. the Millennium yeah. Falcon. And, uh, it's like, yeah. And, uh, you know, and it was, it, it's one of those things it's like one man's trash is another man's treasure. Yeah. Another man's, uh, Millennium Falcon. And then, you know, one man's Millennium Falcon just gets stolen by some people because it, you know, for no reason. Because they wanted it for their Millennium Falcon. Jerks. Real big jerks. So. Real big jerks. So I mean, he is, I mean, I think one thing that he mentioned, I don't know, last week, two weeks ago, whenever, the last time we talked, um, is that he is actually looking for another, like, hatchback. Like, some, yes. he wants a white hatchback of some kind. Okay. And he's, I don't know, like, he, I think he's given up hope that he's going to be able to find a 31-year-old Honda to replace the yeah. 31-year-old Honda he lost. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's there, dude. Um, how do we get on that topic? I don't know. Yeah, brain debris. Uh, yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. If you're listening out there and you're interested in helping us with a building, heck yeah. The story is that we have a chance to buy the building we're we're leasing we're in, mm-hmm. which would be a big move uh, because the history of where we're at. Maybe maybe this is worth saying. The history we're at Shaka Bottom, and so if you look it up, Google it. Shaka Bottom is historic. This is where. Slave blocks were, I mean, there's a whole history there. Mm-hmm. And this is an area of, of Virginia and Richmond that I think needs healing and uh, things that yeah. it needs some things that I think are uh, positive that uh, bring uh, life to the, the area, you know? And, um, and so because there's like, it, it's a, it's an, in, it's a transitional space in that it's gone from being pretty rough to being a little different now, but the history is a lot of art galleries in Richmond started in Shaco Bottom, yeah. and then and then they had to leave for one reason or another and find a new space. Mm-hmm. And so our goal, which is why it's called Shaco Art Space, is to honor those galleries, but also commit to staying in Shaco Bottom. Yeah, it'd be and kind so, of weird to be Shaco Art Space like in another state, in another state or another part of the city. city. Yeah. yeah, and so we are in an interesting situation where you know there's a chance to buy the building that we're in yeah um there's also a chance though to be out of the building because the building could sell and then we lost our space so right. we're, we're entering into a really interesting time of discussion and so if that's something that you're interested in partnering with us on um contact us and we can give you a lot more information we're going to have a campaign coming soon but mm-hmm. um anybody who is interested now please contact us we are going to be looking and going into fundraising and if you've been listening to us for a long time, um, we want to stay around and we want to do more and it's going to require, uh, require more, you know, mm-hmm. but I think it's a good opportunity and I think it's possible. So anyhow, I mean, that's on the table and then that, that kind of takes over 
with the hatchback a little bit, but I know that mm-hmm. Ken is looking around for a car, so we'll see. Uh, you know, he hasn't been himself since the since the. Uh, no. I also I also have heard that there might be another album in the works with Ken and the band. Yeah, he mentioned so, something about yeah. that. Um, like I said, I haven't talked to him in a few weeks. Uh, he's been a little despondent. So, if you haven't actually heard Ken's Christmas album, this would be a good time to think about yeah. grabbing a couple for gifts. Mm-hmm. You can go to our shop at shockwarspace dot com and find the Ken Gibberson album gift mm-hmm. and and pick up a couple of those CDs that are old school. They're CDs, which is fun and mm-hmm. funny. And there's great artwork on there. And um, these are timeless classics sung by the Ken Gilbertson band yeah. uh, regarding Christmas. And um, it's a wonderful gift. I think uh, it really is. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, everybody who listens to it is really, really blown away by how awesome it is. It's the way yeah. I'll say it. Yeah. So, I mean, Ken is singular. Yeah. So it's, uh, it is really great. And now's the time. Look at, I was in, I was in Lowe's and they had Halloween stuff up and they had Christmas stuff up. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. It's August. Let's get ready for Christmas. Yeah. Right. I also saw a section that had the, uh, you know, um, a lot of Olympic gear for the 2048 games. Yeah. So I figured you got to get ready. Get ready. <laughs> get ready for 2048. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know where they are. It's just they know they got the five rings. Yeah. They know the number. We're going to go. Yeah. Did anybody watch the Olympics this year? I tried to, but NBC didn't let me. Yeah. Because I couldn't figure out how to it use was the stupid worst. Act. It was it, the it worst. It was so dumb. Like, I, I got on there one day. I love the Olympics. We were trying to find something. And the way, uh, okay, uh, shout out to every terrible UX or UI designer out there that works for NBC because you ruined the Olympics. Yeah. Appreciate you. The, um, you got on there and it was like, here are the things that are alive. And you'd scroll over a box and it would say, uh, rowing fencing gymnastics or handball and i'm mm-hmm. like which one mm-hmm. and then you get on and you'd have to watch a billion commercials yep. to see anything and then it would say we're sorry this feed is not available in your area yep so you go to another one that said like you know uh equestrian yep swimming weightlifting or rifle and mm-hmm. i'm like which one yep I'm like why, what is so hard to just saying hey here's you're interested in gymnastics? Well, this is when it would be showing. But yeah, everything was incredible. Yeah, I just watched a few terrible. highlights. I love the Olympics. This is the first year I really didn't watch in my um, life. Yeah, same that way. I can remember. And I, you I know, love the Summer Olympics. I love Summer Olympics. I love track and I mean, I'm a huge track and yes. field person. So I still watched every day. I checked the stats at a mm-hmm. minimum, and I watched some of the races and things. But it just wasn't the same this year. Nah. It's just there's just too many things. You know, we're just in a we're just in a a really tough, tough spot. Also, man. it's super weird to like, just like, I don't know, to be saying, hey, it's the 2020 Olympics. And it's like, no, it was very not. strange to me. Just call it 2021. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. You know, like, and and do you have a shorter cycle to the next time? Do you do four years again? Like, who cares? Just call it what it is. Call it's it what the it 2021 is. Olympics, you know. And then the 2024 I mean, Olympics. Just freaking call Barry it. Bonds knows what it's like to live a life with an asterisk next to your name. Like, just stick an asterisk this, next to 2021. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think this whole world lives next with an asterisk next to his name 100 percent. yeah 100%. yeah i got one and it says uh, uh judging from what you said in the first part of this episode dangerously pre-diabetic dangerously <laughs> <laughs> uh but that's just a joke because i'm not my doctor told me a few weeks ago I'm oh good. you found out i'm good to go okay good yeah all my numbers are all so right. you can keep eating snacks no it probably means i still need to curb it but yeah I'm at least uh dodging the bullet right now curb your appetite that's right well, shoot, that's good news, dude. It is 100% good news. Yeah, uh, that means I'm, we can keep doing stuff. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a healthy person. I just don't know why I don't sleep at night. Same here. So that's great. Yep. Probably has something to do with the fact that I also am a healthy person that doesn't really exercise. I think that's part of it for mm. me. 
Gosh. I mean, it's not like we don't have... We don't have... Golly. If we only had jobs that made us do, like, physical work. True. You know, like... uh you know, like uh, during COVID, you built that like uh, that clubhouse for your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you were feeling great, probably sleeping better. Probably so. And uh, you know, same thing. Sunshine. Uh, I was building some uh, some furniture for my home a few weeks ago, and those nights slept like a baby. Yep. Probably just uh, should point me to the fact that I was actually made in a way that means I should do more manual labor and less yeah. sitting at my computer sending emails all day. Yeah. Let's not talk about that. <clears throat> cool. Yeah. <laughs> game because it's my life 24 7 so that's exactly right yeah you don't have to talk about it because you're doing it so here's something uh that is awesome a few weeks ago I went to a drive-in okay for the first time in a long time did you see a mel gibson movie no okay. didn't see a mel gibson movie i saw uh um this is going to be super redundant but i saw a bad movie that disney made um which i feel like is redundant at this point very redundant. Um, it wasn't bad. It was a fun time, but it was like if somebody took Indiana Jones and then they told you, hey, uh, it's not going to be fun. In WWF. <laughs> they just put a wrestler in there, right? <laughs> yeah. They put the rock in there. He looks like the rock. He's bigger than every other person on the planet. Yeah. I mean, like there were fun parts to it, but like stuff didn't land. Like the development of it was bad. I don't know. It's almost like if uh, it was like Indiana Jones and Pirates of the Caribbean and it didn't work out. Yeah. What if somebody was like, hey, Da Vinci, can you do a painting for us? You've got uh, an hour and 57 minutes. To yeah. Do and then you're like, and I mean, it make, was OK. And it we're going to make tons of money. But they had like all these old school commercials that played before and all this stuff. And also it's just the experience of being there, like sitting in the back of my car with yeah. my kids, uh, eating a chili dog for real, though. Yeah. Uh, nachos, all the unhealthy stuff is beautiful. Um, and just watching a movie and the second, the second movie after it was a double feature. The second one was Goonies, which I wish they would have played first. Yeah. Cause uh, Goonies never say die. And it's a great movie, but also I got young kids, so we couldn't stay for it because I wasn't about to have my kids go to bed at like 1am. Exactly. Because that means, uh, all I'm doing is telling myself that for the next three days, I just want life to be harder. Yeah, absolutely. And Goonies also, is so good. It's so good. It's a, uh, I would say it's a near perfect movie. I would agree with that. Um, and some of that is probably some nostalgia, um, but I think a large part of it is uh, Spielberg. There's great character development. There is wonder and magic. Um, there is real prop and set building. Yes. So actual thing. And there's real villains. Mm-hmm. There's no sympathetic backstory. Man, Ma Fratelli. Man, Ev, like I see her, and she's I always just thought this that was Danny DeVito, dog-faced woman. <laughs> I, I always thought that was Danny DeVito. <laughs> no, I just, oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. And uh, can you imagine being Danny DeVito? <laughs> Guy's like 4'3". <laughs> so I saw him really <laughs> You ever see when he dressed up as Warhol? <laughs> so good. So good. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Uh, yes. Uh, I think... Um, I saw a video, so I follow. Uh, <laughs> and his name is Danny DeVito. It's just like he's just—he's a perfect individual. It's like my name is Danny DeVito. He was made to be I'm, exactly who he is. I'm the Vito. I am the penultimate. I am the ultimate. I am the superior Vito. The Vito. I am the Vito. The Vito. Uh, or of Vito? I don't the know Vito. what it is. <laughs> but so, uh, so I follow this guy. His Living DeVito Loco. <laughs> well, this guy named Patrick Renna on Instagram, and you don't know who Patrick Renna is. But he was the catcher in the movie The Sandlot. Oh, heck yeah. So he's the redheaded kid. I know who's exactly super who that awesome. Is, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> so 
he posted a thing that I saw this morning and it was him like walking into an elevator and it's got like the, the, the subtitles over it. And he goes, Hey, you were in the Goonies. And he's like, no, that's not me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, spends the rest of the video running away from somebody who insists that he's the kid from the Goonies. He's like, do the truffle shuffle. And the, oh the guy like gosh. tries to lift up his shirt. And he's like, leave me alone. <laughs> but dude, uh, the Goonies is perfect uh, in every, almost every way. Think about that, man. Goonies, <clears throat> Lord of the Rings, Stranger Things. Yes. That's incredible. It is. When you're, when your resume. Dude, Rudy. Rudy. Throw Rudy also, a movie I watched the other night when I couldn't sleep. 1990s ultimate classic, Toy Soldiers, about a group oh, wow. of uh, down and out misfit boarding school students yeah. who fight off terrorists. Yeah. But if you just stay <sighs> with the trifecta, though, just for yeah, a second, you totally can. That's an incredible trifecta. It is. Goonies, Lord of the Rings, Stranger Things. And what do they have in common? Uh, he's a never going to stop getting paid for them. A lot. <laughs> yeah. They're all built on friendships. Yeah, they really are. They totally are. They totally are. And uh, all of them uh, deal with the fact that there are things in life that are bigger than you can handle by yourself. And what's his name? The actor I'm thinking of. Sean Astin. Sean Astin. is kind of the same character in each of those films. He is. He's, he's kind of a Samwise Gamgee. He's kind of a Samwise Gamgee all the way through. Because uh, he takes things into himself. Yeah. Right? He like takes it upon himself to yes, do a thing. To, do to a thing. carry With a, load. a kind of sincerity. Yeah. Bear the load. For real. Bear it. Lamba spread. So Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, Taco Bell. It's been is, a few weeks. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. We've talked about it in a while. Man, I got that I taco, on my phone. I haven't talked about it in a while. <laughs> um, <to> do, <laughs> yeah, I will say that uh, So my, my phone is set up so that any apps I don't use after a certain period of time, it just kind of offloads them yep. and I have to reload them. Uh, the Taco Bell app is has not been offloaded. That's good news. So they're short. There's a... There's a uh, there's a um, they're short of supplies. Shut your mouth. Dead serious? serious. Nationwide. So what supplies? I don't know. I'm scared to find out. Well, that's, if they're short of supplies, then I think we have larger problems on our hand because the things that they make their food out of are are staples for a large this, portion of the world. This is what I'm saying. So also, what the is it Wisconsin or Minnesota somewhere is proposed a new Taco Bell design they're building. Which is one where you won't be able to go inside. Oh, is that the one that looks like the little like annex from banks back in the day? Where yes. They had, like the tubes? Exactly. And the Taco yeah. Bell's above and they drop the food down to you. Mm-hmm. They slide it down to you. Yeah. And also they're going to remove people. I, I really wonder if we really... Okay, so here, here's maybe where I want to end. Do Dude, we, I don't know. You're opening a Pandora's box here. Do we really want to live in the world that we see on Wally? Because we identify no. with Wally, but he's a robot and we're not. But also, I don't think I can actually eat a taco that has all of the stuff put on it properly. Yeah. It needs to have the meat hanging off and the yeah, cheese I need, stuck in the bag. I need, to, I need to talk to people. I mm-hmm. need to see you. I want to interact with you. I yeah. love that you're there working. And I worked there, you know, not Taco Bell, but Burger King. I mean, like, do we want a world where it's all automated? And what are, so here's the thing. What are we doing while everything else is automated? That's a good point. It's a, it's gotta be, there's a point, there's a line to draw in the sand. Mm-hmm. I'm drawing a line in the sand. I don't want to be in the world that Wally, that we see in the film Wally. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, ever since that movie came out, I felt like that's where we were headed. And we sure are getting closer to looking like that. No, definitely. So I don't know. And even, and now it's like, there's nothing sacred. Taco Bell is now falling apart. And, uh, 
if they just would have sponsored us, we could have brought them so many more people, you know, and, and I, yeah, it's, maybe it's Taco Bell wouldn't be having its struggles right now um, because they'd be working with us and we love Taco Bell. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, That's I, something I, I, there's, um, I don't want to show our hands yeah, too much, you know, but yeah. um, I will say that uh, you and I have talked very seriously about uh, a second podcast mm-hmm. uh, that would go hand in hand with our, our love of Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it may be that, uh, just like Sean Astin does in mm-hmm. the movies he's in, we need to step in. Yeah. We need to carry a load. We need to carry, we load. need to be the people who go out with the flag flying yep. to say, keep people in Taco Bell yep. by actually getting that podcast going. Okay. You heard it here first folks. This yep. is breaking news. We've talked about this for over a year. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know how much you want to share. I don't know. I mean, okay. I could just say two guys, no fries, two guys, no fries. That's all we'll say. Yep. Okay. Look out for it. Yeah, it'll be pretty good, uh, especially for us. Yep. Well, I mean, is that it? Are we going through I, yeah. enough brain debris? Because yeah. we haven't even talked about Stallone. We haven't talked about. Yeah, Stallone's been posting a lot of pictures of himself working out. That's good. What's he going to do now? He's getting ready to do like a um, an Expendables 5, I think. Oh, Lord. I didn't even know there was a 4. I don't. Maybe it's a 4. I found out the other day there was a 3. I thought yep. there were only 2. Dude, no, there's. It sounds like they're not very expendable. Yeah. Yep. Can't get rid of them. You can't get rid of them. That's yeah. the thing. You can't get rid of aging aging celebrities like Stallone. No. That, that guy's going to be in shape until he dies. Yeah, he's going to be in some shape. Yeah. His yep. body's going to look better than his face is gone. And I don't mean that in a bad way. You kind of do. <laughs> I mean, it just, it's, it's a little... There's, all, there's only... Correctives can only do so much. Yeah, correctives can't correct forever. I mean, like, I don't know. If, I think I've mentioned this on podcasts before, but the great Jack Black line from High Fidelity, is it better to burn out or fade away. Yeah. This is better. <laughs> but I do. <laughs> it's on Joe. It's on Joe. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh, um, but that, that's always my question. Sometimes like, a man wears stretcher pants <laughs> in his room alone. Um, These are my recreational clothes. Did you tell <laughs> they look was, very expensive. Did you tell them they were the Lord's Cheeps? <laughs> the Lord's Cheeps. <laughs> <laughs> I've had diarrhea since Easter's. I love uh, that movie. So, like my yeah. family, it's one of our top. I'm going to have to go watch it now. Yeah. Well, so Callie and I have been talking about it for the last Dino. week. Um, <laughs> Dude, that part kills me. <laughs> la, 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 la. You're fast. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> Nacho Libre is a, um, an, an underappreciated gem. Grossly underappreciated. Like It, it is, is impeccably made. It is. It is spot on. It is. When he puts the quarters on the guy because he thinks he's passed and he just wakes up. <laughs> The first time he meets his pal in the chips. Yes. Steven, <laughs> you made me look like a fool last night. What took you so long? <laughs> uh, if you have not watched it and you're like, why would I watch that from ever looking at it? Like several people have been like, I would never watch that. It's good. You need it grows to. on you too. Yes. Especially, I mean, so, I mean, my, my history is both my grandfathers loved uh, Westerns, right? And so they watched them. They grew up in a period where they were all over TV, right? They had the books. Um, in fact, my grandfather on my dad's side, his first name was LaRue, and he was named after a popular character in uh, Western novels called named Lash LaRue. Mm-hmm. And so that's where he got his name from. Uh, his parents were such fans. I don't hate it. So I grew up on uh, those Westerns, you know, watching... Uh, 
westerns, but also like falling deeply in love with the whole sort of like atmosphere of Clint Eastwood. Yep. So, um, which did bleed over into um, Michael J. Fox's character in Back to the Future 3, mm. Clint Eastwood. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh, so Nacho Libre existing in that kind of universe for me. Mm-hmm. It's just a bunch of lanyap, dude. It just adds to it. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, I'm sorry. I just completely dropped. My- <laughs> I'm texting someone right now. <laughs> spurred, um, spurred on by the discussion of Nacho Libre. Yeah, I had, you to, had to go note. evangelize the world. Of I had to write. Character. I had to write a note to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he so, texted he text me. Just, he was texting me. I was texting Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so that's real. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we've exhausted all the topics. I think, I think we, we've just gotten through it. I think, I think that's it, man. Let's end all this. <laughs> I think that that's our that's our ending point. Uh, suspense. That's a that's a cliffhanger for y'all. Um, but I think at the at the end Clint of the day, gotta end up, I mean, it's a cliffhanger. Uh, dude, uh, speaking of cliffhangers, uh, just back to Stallone. Um, oh, <laughs> just can't get away from it. Uh, I will. I will say I've never seen that movie because there's been nothing about cliffhanger that I ever was like, yeah, I want to watch that. <laughs> Clint, uh, 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 you know, Sylvester Stallone on the side of a mountain or ice shelf or something. Yeah. Mm, sorry. I just like Stallone, man. Chris Pratt's. They uh, do first blood, not me. Uh, Chris Pratt does a fantastic uh, Sylvester Stallone impression. Uh, especially he did an ad lib part on Parks and Rec where he is at some like political event. And it's going really badly. And so they're like, stall, find something to fill the time. And he starts telling the story of Rambo. <laughs> and he goes through the whole movie and it is spot on. Perfection. Nothing is over. Nothing. <laughs> spot on perfection, man. It's so good. I used to be in charge of million dollar machinery. I gotta give a good job at local gas station. <laughs> yes. They're hurt real bad, Johnny. <laughs> Yeah, they still make them like they used they to. They don't make them like that. Stallone, wanna, only when Stallone makes them. A dumb, fun movie. Yeah. So, yeah, bring on Expendables 85. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be enjoying it during the 2048 Olympics. Yeah, that's exactly right. Bring the future into the into the present is what, what I'm saying. Yeah, it'd be like Weekend at Bernie's yep. at that point. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's our, the road. I feel like that's our country right now is Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. I won't say anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave oh, it there. Oh, man. You know what I'm talking about. You see it. Yeah. Anyhow. On that note, we love y'all. You're a fantastic audience. (laughs) Thanks for entertaining us. Thanks for dripping into our brain for a minute. Um, We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Shaco Art Speak, a production of Shaco Art Space. We are an independent, nonprofit art gallery in Richmond, Virginia. We can be found online at shacoartspace.com and in real life in historic Shaco Bottle.